0: Five, loading. Four.
1: Into Sheringham. I'm so sorry, sure
0: Sonny. Three, almost there. Two. Cross
1: and that sees tonight again. And Donovan
0: is gone. Oh, can you believe this? One. Here we go. Now. now. Introducing Sunday League Finest podcast with your host David Donis and Roberto O. B. Hernandez.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sunday League's Finest. You know, you guys already recognize my voice. It's your boy, Obi. But, David, why don't you say what's up to everybody?
0: What's up, you beautiful, sexy people? We're back at it again. You know, you guys thought we were
1: going to miss this week, but no, we had to put it on hold. Um, little things, a uh, little thing called life gets in the way at times, but... Uh, we're life. here. We're ready to be in your ear, and we're ready to do what the Ying Yang Twins did long ago—just whisper in your ear.
0: Yeah, man. Life, life is full of surprises, and uh, I had a, I had to put our podcast uh, on a back burner for a day because uh, we're closing on a house.
1: Ooh, David's so. moving into a new house. Congratulations. Hopefully, everything goes well. Um, David's be putting his big board pants on, so. We don't know how much longer he can do this podcast. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, I finally decided to grow up. <laughs>
1: finally, finally. Nah, dude. Well, congratulations. Hoping everything goes well for you and Amanda.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mijo. So y'all, y'all know everything that goes on with closing with the house, and I don't know if y'all been keeping up, but the housing market is pretty crazy. So it, it caught us by surprise that uh, they actually accepted our offer uh, late Sunday. So um, it was it was a great day of uh, twists and turns and surprises man
1: you know what they say only an idiot buys a house in today's market
0: i mean what, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey shout out to our social media manager as well who uh is uh looking by a house my my brother rolando and actually you guys don't know this before our listeners keep him in his prayer and your prayers he just went through a uh, surgery for his acl and now has a long road of recovery to uh make it back to sunday league's finest
0: Yeah, his Sunday league soccer, for real. Uh, That's where where he tore it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there you go, guys. Um, Hey, David, I know we usually do the weekend catch-up, but we pretty much did it. Anyways, do you want to mention anything anything glorious from your weekend?
0: Yes, of course I do, man. The Atlanta Hawks, baby! That's what I'm talking about. We uh, won Game 7. And this happened Sunday, too. So it was like we closed on the house. And then later on that night, the Hawks won game seven against Philadelphia. So uh, it was just like I was on a high the rest of the night. um, And uh, just nothing, nothing could could dampen my spirits, uh, even even though I had work the next day and the game ended late. But and what what a way for the Hawks to win Um, underdogs the whole way. And now we're going to face Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals the first time since 2015.
1: As a Atlanta fan, do you kind of like reserve your hopes because you always know they're going to find a way to screw it up?
0: <laughs> well, I think most Atlanta fans always have that in the back of their mind, and we'll talk about that when we when we get into Atlanta United news later on. Um, but the funny thing is, like when that has happened, it's been like like you know Georgia or the Falcons, where they were they were either favored or really had a chance to win it to win it all. The Hawks kind of flew under the radar. We like we were had a losing record like not like maybe like a month or so before the playoffs started. So we were like, Oh, we'll get lucky if we make the playoffs and we switched coaches halfway through the season. So right now we're pretty much been, you know, we've been kind of just flying under the radar and using bar you know, borrowed money, so to speak, and we're just hoping for the best. And I think we have a good team. We have a, a solid deep roster. But I think all the fans are just kind of enjoying the ride this time since we're not, you know, everyone's not saying, oh, the Hawks are going to, they're the, you know, they're the ones that are going to win it this year. No, everybody's thinking that we're going to get crushed by the Bucks, And if we were to make it to the, uh, the finals, it'd be a huge surprise to everybody. And then we would be underdogs in that as well.
1: Yeah, I get you. I get you. Well, everybody's listening. They're like, what? The, dude, we didn't tune in to listen to the NBA podcast or the MMA podcast. So let's get into it, David. MLS Roundup. It's time for MLS Roundup. All right, David. Well, as always, we give, you know, the the benefit of the doubt and we give the not so favorite team going first. So Atlanta United, give us a little <laughs> good news on what's going on with them and what happened this weekend in the MLS's first weekend return after a three week break.
0: Yeah, how 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 do you feel that the MLS is back? Are you excited? Excited and also a little bit of mixed feelings
1: because now you have a controversy. Sometimes, right? Well, you are going to watch the the Euros, the Copa America, or the MLS? There's so many games going on. You're kind yeah. of like, what, what, what to give them most importance? Um, obviously, when it's your team playing, you you're going to watch them, but you have to miss out on some other games, unfortunately.
0: Right, and, and not only that. Obviously, you have a lot of players miss you because of that, mainly from Copa America, not so much the Euros. But uh, I mean, it's still, there's it's actually still quite still a few players market.
1: though in the Euros. Surprisingly.
0: Yeah, the the, the the lower countries, so to speak.
1: Dude, don't hate, bro. We're in the Euros, all right? MLS <laughs> is represented.
0: True that, true that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, shoot, man. It, uh, before uh, the break three weeks ago, uh, Atlanta United was cruising, beating Nashville 2-0, and literally in the 81st and I believe 85th minute, we just completely let Nashville uh, score two goals against the run to play, against everything, and uh, we drew at home. And sure enough, we had three weeks to, to stew on that, and the same thing happens this past weekend. Uh, it's very unacceptable. Obi's laughing because he's a little fine. Um but we we're up 2-0 again. Um, we, we weren't dominating the game like we were in Nashville. I mean, Philly was, you know, it was we had more possession, but it wasn't heavily skewed like it usually is in Atlanta United games. Um, but, again, we blew a 2-0 lead. Uh, they tied it 2-2. Um, and that's another draw at home. So we have um, eight games played, dude. Two wins, five draws, and one loss. So we're not losing, but we're not winning. But you're probably better off losing a game and then winning one because obviously you get more points that way.
1: Dude, it's just the way Atlanta United is doing it. It's an art form, you know, where <laughs> you score the second goal in the 82nd minute, right? They're winning 1-0. Score the second goal in the 82nd minute. You guys go up 2-0, right? Like, mm-hmm. how did you feel? I know 2-0 is the most score scoreline, but in the 82nd minute, 2-0, you got to feel pretty confident. Like, you put the game away?
0: Of course you do. And uh, um, and the thing is, they literally scored, like, I don't know, it was like a minute after we just scored the second one. So, And the first goal, it was an own goal, too. So we kind of got lucked out on that one. But I, I, the weird thing is the way of any United plays, you know, we have, we have uh, Heinze, who's a uh, um, Biesla, um disciple, right? Um, and we're, so we're more of an attack-minded team. And I feel like when we have a game in the bag, so to speak, and we're 2-0, and we kind of take our foot off the pedal, it's almost like... It actually works against us versus in favor, and we might be better off just continuing to go for the third goal. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I always
1: say you gotta continue attacking. The only time to actually defend is if you know you're up. Well, I guess two to one in the dying minutes. But um, the way Atlanta that's United did that's what I'm saying. You we were it's... up
0: 2-0 with ten minutes left in the game. Isn't that the time you defend?
1: not 2-0 2-0 you continue attacking once it went 2-1 immediately straight after yeah I would have tried to make some adjustments just to try to hold off on the win but Atlanta so we United did. That's yeah, what it what we did yeah and you guys suck
0: bro. oh my gosh uh, speaking about sucking uh, who really runs LA would you say that's Seattle Sounders
1: <laughs> uh, I wasn't done talking crap about Atlanta United alright uh, what be-
0: else you got me be- bring
1: it do you, you realize your coach is kicked out for this next game
0: and uh, I just realized that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there are too many yellow cards, so now Gabriel Heinze won't be on the sideline for the New York City FC game. Dude, what do you think about that? Do you think he needs to control himself a little bit more on the sideline?
0: Well, I, I, you know what? I did. I was trying to think. I was like, he got more than... I, I thought that was his first yellow card, honestly, but apparently he's got three already in, in eight games, so that's uh, a that's, uh, 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 Leandro Gonzalez-Pierce right, right there. Do you um, like
1: the passion, or do you think... Passion, but controlled.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. What you just said, passion with control. Because yeah, you don't. Obviously, you you want your coach to be level-headed too, or else you know what kind of messes us into your players. I mean, the players like seeing the passion, but definitely if he's getting thrown out and then players are picking up yellow cards in the game. And, you know, what is the coach going to tell them if he's getting thrown out himself, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Lead by
1: example. And the other thing I want to make is, obviously, you guys had to play Philadelphia a couple times in the Coca-Cola Champions League, and they seem not to necessarily have your number, but at least make it a a close game. So do you think, you know, from Atlanta United's perspective, is it potentially kind of like a, a little bit of a rivalry starting between you guys in the sense of, you know, just from the fan bases?
0: Um, I think so, too. And, you know, last the last game in the Champions League, um, you know, Philadelphia did do some gamesmanship, which we see in CONCACAFALA um, with a lot of players, you know, on the floor, rolling around, stretching their hamstrings. And they did it in this game, too, which is, I believe, why Heinz got mad to begin with. So I think that aspect is also um, it's, it's making the fan base mad, um, and I was getting a, a pretty frustrated too. I mean, it happens in soccer. It is what it is part of the game, but I mean, at one point you were having a player for Philly go down like every, uh, like two to three minutes in that, that last 10 minutes, uh, of the game. Yeah.
1: And I, I like that. I like, uh, Gabriel Heinz and, and Philadelphia head coach obviously have a little bit of a rivalry too. They've been butting heads. So who knows if they stay there long enough, this could be a naturally born rivalry, which is always the best and could be some good games down the road.
0: Yeah, you got one coach that looks like he can be a model, and one coach that looks like he plays Dungeons and Dragons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's a chemistry teacher at your high school.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, he, he just got a four-year
1: contract extension, so I can't be talking crap about him. He's doing uh, what I want to do.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a good coach, um, and uh, I mean it all seems like he's a he's a pretty good, decent human being too. But um, your players, on the other hand, screw them.
1: Yeah, when it goes to uh now shifting gears since you want to talk crap about LA Galaxy. Um
0: Seattle.
1: flounders. Anyways, uh yeah, it seems that they have uh, the LA's number um obviously better than 3-0 if I'm looking at it in a positive way. <laughs> um, LA Galaxy started their new player uh Sega Sega, however you want to call it in the defense. To be honest, I don't know why we keep switching up our defense. I feel like the best combination has been uh, Depew and Daniel Stairs. Now they keep switching it up. Anyways, Daniel Stairs had to come out injured in the first couple minutes of the game. So, Depew ended up playing the majority of the game. Gave up way too many opportunities. Um, Jonathan Bond came up big time and time again to keep us in the game. Uh, Chicharito draws, I think, a light PK, but there definitely is a lot of contact. And... uh, Sasha Kleshen puts it away, but I mean, the mismarking on defense, again, fell asleep on a throw-in uh, for the second goal. Jonathan Bond comes up big on the first-time save, and then nothing else gets cleared, so I didn't like the formation. I know I like Greg Vanny, but I didn't like the formation we went with 4-4-2 with our Kevin Cabral and Chicharito both playing up top. I think Victor Vasquez is better in the midfield, and I just didn't like it as a whole. But it is what it is. He tried something else out. Sam, MLS. you can lose some points here and there. Um, but it is what it is, dude. Uh, on better news, our new player from France that we signed about a month ago was shown at the U.S. Embassy getting his his uh, visa in order with his jersey. So it looks like he should be joining the Galaxy this week.
0: It's pretty cool. Um, was the game pretty even, or was it back and forth? Right, well, actually is, it was a, it is 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 a pretty <laughs>
1: surprising game like back and forth um there was opportunities from both teams uh we couldn't put ours away obviously seattle put theirs away but it was actually a pretty decent game you know um galaxy actually had more possession but shots on target well shots in general were 6-11 shots on target seattle had more so it's a pretty good game
0: yeah been, obviously seattle's on 21 points um most points in the west and in the entire league so uh they're killing it um so rumor has it you brought your entire like family to the game is that true
1: uh dude our cousin eric literally brought like 50 people to the game (laughs) we had one of the most like uh we filled up basically the whole section you know but um unfortunately we weren't able to give them the win you know
0: bro i can't believe the covid police didn't come after you guys it's full capacity now I know. Now all of a sudden, huh? Yeah. And most a of us,
1: most of us believe in science and we're vaccinated.
0: Yeah, right, dude. I bet you half of you guys are.
1: Dude, I think like probably eighty percent of us are vaccinated.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Not like David, bro. Nah. Bro. Anyways, another news. We're not, dude. We're not here to get political, bro.
0: Dude, this is a, all that's right. all. Anything is anyway, any anytime now. I know, Sports, and it's annoying. Everything's political.
1: It's annoying, dude. I just turned on the game. I just want to watch sports, bro. I'm not worry about politics. So, yeah, anyways, good moving plan. on. Columbus Crew, last game in the Crew Stadium. David, how do you feel about that? Are you a little bit sad? Are you happy? You think they deserve a new stadium? What's going on?
0: Well, I mean, that stadium obviously has a lot of history for the longest time. That's where the U.S. played their um, their qualifying games and big, big, other big games Los
1: as well. Dos
0: That's where Dos Acero got famous. Um, it was the first soccer specific stadium. So, at the time when that first came out, it was huge news because, you know, obviously all MLS games were always in football uh, fields um, and, and college fields, like all that crap. So, it was it was awesome for the sport, but obviously the stadium, it was small, it was old, they're getting there with everything going on with, with the ownership, and now they have a new stadium, um, you know, and they, they, they it's, a, it's a time for a good send-off, and they did so by, by winning the game, so to of Columbus crew and uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that stadium.
1: It'd be interesting if they demolish it or somebody else takes it over maybe I don't know if they have a second team maybe that takes over but I don't know David we'll see what goes on.
0: Yeah and, and then you know it was it was I think capacity was maybe like 18,000 or maybe less and you know it's it, the yellow was cool but it was it's all bleachers all around so you can tell it was you know, it's more of an old-school stadium, so obviously their new stadium is going to be um, the new, the new hotness.
1: Yep, like it always is. Hopefully they don't screw it up.
0: Now, you know who has a nice, spanking, brand-new stadium?
1: <laughs> Who's that?
0: FC Cincinnati, bro. Dude, um, too
1: bad they don't have a nice, spanking, good players on the team.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they started playing in their uh, stadium um, before the break international break, and they have yet to win. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate that they can't break in the new stadium with a win. And, uh, man, they continue to struggle. Um, they got four points um, from seven games. It, they're tied with Chicago. Chicago's got eight games, so they're a little better. But still, man, you're starting to see now, um, you know, the gaps between you got kind of the tiers. You got, like, the top four, the bottom four, and then, like, the middle sc- scrap. So you're starting to see some more separation. So I think now the time, and this goes for United too, which concerns me, now's the time that teams start pulling away. So you've got to start getting your wins.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And who did uh, Cincinnati lose suit? None other than Bruce Arena and New England Revolution, dude. They're looking pretty good. Six wins, two draws, and only one loss. One
0: well, loss, man. That's crazy. Sitting pretty Bruce at the top of the U.S. football. And, yeah, another team I hate to bring up, but uh, Orlando City, man, they're in 15 points in second place, and uh, they're doing pretty well, too. Um, so, you know, what can I say that, that when we play them, it's, it's going to be, uh, and we play them to, to open up the season where uh, we drew um, in, in Orlando, so the next game's going to be in Atlanta. Yeah,
1: I get you. Hey, you mentioned Chicago sitting 13th. Do you think that's because their logo, because they just redesigned it, <laughs> brought another logo up? Um, if you guys don't know, Chicago Fire, obviously, one of the OGs in the MLS, redesigned their logo, um, went for a new image, came out. Everybody hated it. And immediately they they said, OK, we'll do another redesign. And supposedly they you know took a lot more feedback from the public and they had more, you know, Open meetings and learned a lot more about what the public wanted. So they came out with the new logo and I think they failed again, in my opinion. Um, to me, it looks like a Chicago Red Stars mix with the Chicago Cubs. Um, I don't know. I don't like it. It's a light blue kind of feel or Torquoise. I don't know what the proper color is, but David, what are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, I don't really like it either. I just, I. I think they just need to hire like a third party to do it, man. But I don't know. I don't know at this point. Like it, it to me, I don't know. It looks like the original one, but they just changed the color scheme.
1: It is. A, it does look similar to the original, but they added the the Chicago Star, right? That little red star.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether they. Yeah, but it does. It does look like a like a baseball thing, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think they got it done. You know when you see. If you have a logo and it comes out, it's got to be like boom. Okay, cool. If you're, if people are like, eh, I don't know what they're trying to do with this, then obviously it wasn't a good redesign.
0: Yeah, I think the the weird thing with Chicago is like they use a C, but every time I see the C like that, you know, I think of like the Cubs or you know, I don't think about like a soccer team. So I almost think that they might be better off just taking out the C completely and just going with like. Chicago Fire, you know, FC or, or something, which is what their old one had, which I didn't think it was bad. It's just everything other than that it was horrible. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I agree. I, I I like their original one. I just think they could have done it, like revamp maybe, you know, pop colors or whatever it may be, but that is what it is. They didn't.
0: Yeah, because the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Bears both use a C. So, I don't know. I think they need to find a way to to separate – Um, separate from the rest
1: yeah i agree with you um speaking about separating mls officially announced that they're going to launch the second uh mls2 or whatever they haven't named it but it's going to be mls2 uh league launch in 2022 they applied for third division status which is already given to nisa and usl league one so it's going to be interesting to see how this Thing takes place yeah because it says you know all MLS lower teams are going to be playing in this league um so like you know Galaxy 2 Portland Timbers 2 um so I don't know are they're going to withdraw from the USL USL spokesman has says we encourage it the more opportunities the better but you know they're probably hurting um underneath but Peter Ramiz the head coach at SKC said in the USL, it's not a knock on them, but they're not allowing the MLS teams to use their second teams properly as an extension of the first team. Um, the USL kind of does some different things that doesn't allow them to use it properly, I guess. So we'll see how the league goes. Um, also, they're gonna—they're gonna. That, what,
0: they're gonna that, what does that mean? Exactly?
1: They're gonna allow in the, uh, well. I think more the fact that they're able to move up players left and right whenever they want to, um, and mm-hmm. use a lot of that league to develop their mls next which is their academy team so that's what the mls says is they finally have a complete player pathway you know they have the academies they have a second or third division team league and then they have the first division but they're also going to allow independent clubs in so we'll see how it goes and uh see if they get the status well
0: yeah it's interesting it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see if uh you know there's, like, more lawsuits.
1: <laughs> well, my thing is how, like, for example, LAFC that's affiliated with Las Vegas Lights, what, does that team have to now pull out and go into that MLS2 league? Or do they stay in the USL and LAFC's forced to create a new team?
0: Right, no. Uh, I agree. It's going to be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. But anyways, um, last two things real quick. Uh Gonzalo Higuaín from the MLS, from Inter-Miami, said he was surprised by the MLS standard play. He thought he was going to come over here, smoke <laughs> a cigarette, and just play. But he said it's definitely intense. He's had to work, uh, you know, just as hard. And I think he's not the only one that has said that, right? Frank Lampard said something about along those lines. And Biglow uh, said the same thing. So um, whether they didn't say anything about the actual, you know, quality, but it's definitely um, physical and makes you, you know, you have to be in shape and definitely up to the standard so it's pretty good and then David the big news Griezmann said his contract ends with Barcelona in 2024 and he thinks it would be the perfect time to move to the MLS
0: we all know where he would
1: go into Miami for sure
0: yeah I mean he was they were talking about bringing him when Miami was first coming into the league
1: yeah so do you think it's a good move at the age well he would be 34 by then
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really going to just – we're going to have to see how we, how he looks at that age. We, we talk about, you know, the different um, strategies that MLS teams do now where they're bringing in younger stars from South America or the old way of bringing superstars from, you know, established leagues. Um, and it's it's a hit or miss, right? You either got one that doesn't have anything left to give or you pull a gem like, you know, like uh, Robbie Keane or Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, you know, those type of players. Uh, David Villa is another one. Those players came and tore the league, of, tore the league apart. So um, it's just going to be interesting to see what, what he is. And even, um, you know, um, Higuain, you know, he's been doing pretty good with Miami so far.
1: It'd be interesting to see if, you know, Messi's done with his contract, you know, the whole contract extension to 2025. And then he comes to into miami too. Barcelona pays the wages is supposedly what the contract agrees to, but be interesting. Imagine Messi and Griezmann in the MLS. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd pay big money to go see.
0: Yeah, maybe that maybe that'll help Miami out because they're not doing too hot right now. But who knows, man? They're they're still in hot water with their whole uh, you know uh, five DPs five five DPs gate that they were in trouble with.
1: Yeah, I like that. Hey, why do they call everything gate? Deflate gate, spy gate. Why?
0: because of watergate
1: what what is watergate can you explain oh, it to our God. listeners i'm just kidding dude but don't yeah, you think we should get know, original and go trouble. away from it
0: yeah i think that's what i remember somebody talking about that we need to come up with a different uh like a different word to use for uh for huge scandals i guess scandals another one right
1: oh yeah but at least scandal yeah, yeah it is what it is but a lot yeah, of a lot scandalo. of
0: scandals
1: it's, it's un escandalo
0: you know uh-huh. <laughs>
1: But going over to the counterparts of the NWSL. So, in the NWSL, things are heating up. You know, finally, like you said, there's some separation going on. Orlando Pride sitting in first. Portland Thorns in second. Our beloved Gotham FC sitting in fourth. So, maybe you shouldn't go for them, dude, because they're starting to become like Arsenal and just sit in fourth place.
0: <laughs> Whoa, you sound like a fair the fan.
1: Oh, no, I'm saying you shouldn't go for them because the teams you go for don't do too well.
0: Oh, man, don't even start freaking <laughs> over here losing the Champions League all the time. Um, but, yeah, and they also started back up this weekend after the international break as well. So, MLS and NWSL in full force.
1: Yeah, definitely is some good games. You know, Courage picked up a win, a lot of draws, including Gotham FC. We we tied the first place team, so not bad. Um, a lot of going yeah, on.
0: And, uh, Kansas City, dude, has two points and no wins. Only team that does not have a win.
1: It's probably because they can't even like find their like name, dude. They're literally called the KC NWL. Yeah, um,
0: uh, maybe they're trying to do like uh, like the Redskins, where they're just a Washington football team.
1: That would be dope. That would be dope. Um, <laughs> Washington football team.
0: Yeah, too bad, uh, too bad, like, soccer club is actually used because that would be, like, the equivalent, right? Kansas City soccer club.
1: Yeah, but that would just be normal. Normal yeah, soccer.
0: I, I know. Yeah, so
1: going on, the U.S. women's national team, they've been playing loads of friendlies, and, pff, I mean, loads are they, I don't know are how they, they even, do it. like, it's just been a role. They're steam roaming through the competition right now, preparing for the Olympics, uh, David, let everybody know when the Olympics take place.
0: July 21st, man, and that's that's uh, where everybody's going to be tuning in to watch them play, and that's where supposedly the competition is going to get better. But, uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned, they've been steamrolling everybody. They're going to play Mexico twice as their last friendlies. Um, shoot, but, man, they should just go and play against the, like, I don't know, U-17 men's team or something.
1: <laughs> they've done that in the past and hasn't gone too well. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, but at least they get some competition.
1: That's true. Well, what about, I wonder if they would have better competition playing against like colleges in their like top D one colleges.
0: You know what? You're probably right. They're probably more competitive than you know, like let's say the Mexico national team. No, hate, no, knock on them. But I mean, our college girls team is probably better than them. I would think.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of the like D one players from here, D two players go and play for Mexico. So yeah, it, it would be similar potentially a little bit better if it's a strong d1 yeah
0: i agree they should they should look at that obviously it's not as sexy you know you're like u.s women's national team against wake forest you're like what
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i get you but um moving on to david's favorite topic americans abroad
0: and international and internationals yeah um so we're finally Through to the the first uh, two rounds of Concacaf World Cup qualifying, so we are now set for the final round that's called the octagonal. This now not the hexagonal. So there's eight teams because they didn't know what oct meant. Um, So there's eight teams, um, which consists of Canada, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Honduras, Jamaica, Mexico, Panama, and USA also known as the United States of America <laughs> um but same 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 amount of teams advance we get three uh three uh actual spots and half a spot with the fourth fourth team will play the intercontinental playoff um, and that's gonna be drawn at a later date to see who we're gonna match up against um hopefully not combinable. Uh, if we're not if it, if it's not combinable, I think we have a good chance to get that fourth spot but um you never know it's so, been the um, Oceania
1: at times too right?
0: Yeah, I think it, it used to be that, and then with the combinable, and then there was Asia. Now, I yeah, think they switch it. Do a draw.
1: Yeah, they switch it all the time. So, um, I mean, from that group, David, the three automatic, I mean, I think we know two of them for sure, but what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say U.S., Mexico, and, uh, you know, obviously, if we talk about past successes, successes, I would say Costa Rica, but obviously, we just saw Honduras was pretty competitive. Um, um, in the Nations League, um, so I think that third spot is really going to be a fight for it. And then I think whoever we get in that fourth spot, you know, like I mentioned, unless we get matched up with Colombia, I think we have a good spot, a good chance to get four teams going to the to the World Cup. Um, but obviously, nothing's given. We know the history with the U.S., so um, it's still going to be a dogfight. fight. We know how Concacaf is. Uh, I, everybody's still waiting to see what Canada can do. But I mean, they they struggle against Haiti. Um, so you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch, and um, it all starts in this September.
1: Yeah, so we'll speak about Haiti and Canada a little bit later. But yeah, I agree with you. that is I say USA Mexico should, but as we all know, USA didn't make it through last time. So it's definitely and Mexico
0: got close. Mexico got close the the one before that too. Yeah, it was so a It's
1: definitely you know there can be some surprises and they can get CONCACAF. So. David, do you think the U.S. men's national team has to play with the chip on the shoulder and, like, make it clear when they qualify? Do you think people won't be just happy with are qualifying, but, like, did they kill the other teams that they should?
0: Yeah, I mean, when, when it's all said and done, the only thing that's going to matter is that we do qualify, and the U.S. has killed teams, you know, in friendlies, uh, and we saw in the Nations League that uh, we still struggled against, you know, Honduras. Uh, so... I don't see anybody really trucking any teams because that's just how CONCACAF hasn't been. I mean, even Mexico, in qualifying, teams don't get blown out. You, you know, you get lucky if you win 2-0 usually because it's just the way CONCACAF is. So I think as long as the performance is good and maybe we win 1-0, but we're dominant the whole game, I think we will be happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see that. Um Going on a little bit, speaking about the U.S. and National Team, they are getting geared up for the Gold Cup, and a preliminary roster came out. I wouldn't read too much into it, because obviously, it's like 60 players uh, per country. Yeah, I but think I
0: saw you on the list. I, what?
1: I am included, dude. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but the thing that kind of surprised me was, it's basically all MLS players. Um, a few here and there, for example, you know, uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers is called up, Um What's his name? Reggie Cannon is called up. So there's still a few players from Europe. Like I think it's like four total, um, but none of our heavy hitters have been called up. No Palistics, no Reinas, no Josh Sargent, McKenney's. All of those players won't be in the in the mm-hmm. Gold Cup. And I'm assuming because, uh, you know, in Europe they're gonna start, you know, the pre preseason and all the camps and everything that they got going on. So it's gonna be interesting because Mexico, on the other hand, did call all their Big time players. Well, at least from the big time players that we recognize, right? The Diego Linuses, Hector Herrera, Guardado, all these type players will be there. Um, so
0: is Chucky? Is Chucky gonna be there?
1: I can double check the preliminary, but it's a. I didn't see him at first glance, but I'm assuming he will be. You know, on the preliminary roster as well, Chicharito was called up, um, Efrain Alvarez, um, but I don't. I don't really see Chicharito staying um, on the preliminary. Mexico and him aren't seeing eye to eye right now, so we'll we'll see if he actually stays there.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's gonna. Yeah, we talked about this. We didn't know what kind of squad might come out because you know we haven't um, won the Gold Cup in some time, and obviously we just won the Nations League uh, title, and I, it looks like you know that obviously Mexico's hungry and they want they want blood so to speak. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how these mainly MLSers match up. Yeah, Chucky
1: Lozano is on the roster.
0: Yeah, so I mean, they're 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 bringing their heavy hitters, and we're we're calling Josie Alt- Altador back in, <laughs> and Brad Guzan.
1: What's that tell you?
0: Hey, don't fret. Hey, you're gonna get bad when you see World Cup qualifying that Brad Guzan is gonna be the starting keeper.
1: He probably will, but
0: that's horrendous. <laughs> but um, yeah, so from Atlanta United we got uh, George Bello, Brad Guzan, and Miles Robinson that got called up. Um, now they had got called up. Last time, but it was during um, the run-up to um, the MLS playoffs. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was during playoffs or in, in coming up the playoffs. So they rejected the uh, the coach rejected the call-up. Um, so that kind of, you know, they were sat on the sidelines for a while because of that. So it's good that their game being called back up again. I do think Miles and George um, are are good players that could break into that um, 23. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. What happens because obviously we've talked about how our backline is just the most shakiest part of the, the the men's national team,
1: yeah. So we'll see how the MLS uh, players do. I, I think obviously we'll still have a good run in the tournament, but hopefully, uh, we, we win it on. Uh, my boy josh Zardis is there, so hopefully, he gets a couple goals. Well, if they make the final 23 roster,
0: yeah. And you got some galaxians there too with Julian Arajo and Sebastian LeJet. Obviously, LeJet has already established himself that he. He's at the top level for the U.S. men's national team. Um, so I, I imagine he would be a starter for this team um, when the tournament kicks off.
1: Yeah, the interesting one that has made a call-up is he, he's from the USL, um, Jonathan Gomez. So he's a left back from the US, USL, so it's interesting to see if he makes the final 23. And I wonder why, you know, if he if he's definitely going to be good enough for the Gold Cup, I wonder why he's not in the MLS.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yep. So, And, and uh, I believe we still have, uh, we have three more teams that need to qualify, and that's what we're kind of hoping our, are, are, you know, crossing our fingers for Guatemala because we freaking need something, dude. They already got eliminated out of the World Cup qualifying. Uh, so if they're not in a Gold Cup, that's just going to be like a double whammy.
1: Oh, look at you, double whammy.
0: <laughs> but uh, – and then so we got three more teams – and then we got Qatar uh, as an invited guest. So the rest of the teams that are already in there, um, we already mentioned a lot of them, but we got uh, Canada, Honduras, Grenada, Jamaica, U.S., Mexico, El Salvador, Costa Rica, uh, Curacao, Martinique, Suriname, Panama, and then like I mentioned Qatar. Hey, isn't it funny that like, some, like, sometimes I'll say it with like a Spanish accent and sometimes I'll say it in English. Yeah. Like in English accent. You yeah. do that all the time too?
1: No, I'm not weird. Yeah, you no, do. I'm just kidding, yeah.
0: <laughs> Stupid, shut up.
1: Yeah, no, I get you, um, dude. It's gonna be an inter- interesting one. I'm I'm hoping the Gold Cup does well. I was actually saying that we should combine the Copa America and Gold Cup more often. Um, I think that Copa America Centenario was really fun. Um,
0: that but, was dope, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, it's
0: cool to it's cool to compete against the, the big dogs and see how the U.S. does. I mean, I would love to see, you know, the squad with with Pulisic and Herna and you know McKinney go up against. Um, You know, maybe not Argentina, but like Uruguay and, um, you know, the the Chile. Like, that would be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, 100%, dude. Um, And kind of speaking about the Copa America, you know, Copa America right now, to me, has been a lot more exciting in the sense of every single game over the Euros. Not trying to diss the Euros. I love watching the Euros as well. But it's been a lot of fun games to watch. Um, Argentina... Hasn't been as strong as I I think they should have been showing. Um, And I think it's just because they try to force the ball to Messi every single time. It's the same problem they've always had. Even Messi, you see him on the field, gets frustrated sometimes when they find him on the ball. And he's like under pressure. There's no point in playing him. He's not even in a good position. And he's like screaming at the players like, dude, do you see the other dude open over there? Why are you passing me the ball right now? So I think they have the same thing of being forced um but it's been good obviously like david you mentioned there's only two groups of five so it's it's interesting to see everybody battling it out and just one person <laughs> getting eliminated but as of right now it yeah. looks like my predictions are coming true dude
0: and that's what i wanted to ask you um do you think you know like a lot of the teams like argentina and obviously brazil's coming hot off the gate but you think they might not be throwing everything for these games because they know that they're they're they're, they're guaranteed to qualify like it, it, at this point they've already qualified yeah but
1: they're it's about the seating and who they face up right so if argentina doesn't win the group they potentially could face brazil or something like that in the next round in the very first round so you got to kind of work your way and see what happens but i mean personally two two of my favorite teams in in the copa america are always argentina and uruguay um but uruguay hasn't been looking too good right now to be honest
0: yeah they haven't um what did you think about uh the goal that uh Swades scored well, Vidal scored. Did you see it? Oh, the yeah,
1: the own goal. I mean, what about yeah. it? It's routine. Oh, well, it looked
0: like, but it looks like Suarez kicked his foot, dude. That's routine. That's no foul. You, know, you what to kick somebody else's foot, dude? The they literally are both it?
1: going into for the ball. Literally, this is the first time I even thought about that because it's, it's just a regular goal, bro.
0: So it shouldn't be a VAR thing,
1: no, nah, definitely not. And that's why they didn't call it back.
0: I'm gonna kick you the next time and see what happens.
1: Dude, what about the Konami ball taking ten minutes every time they review something?
0: Yeah. Else? Well, they need to speed that up,
1: dude. and they uh, reviewed like literally everything.
0: Yeah, no kidding. They 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 obviously have are not in practice, so they should have. You know, I don't I don't I, I don't believe they use it in their league, so I think they're just uh, you know they're they're doing it for the first time. No,
1: um, they don't bro they use them in t- some of the top leagues i think
0: they do yeah i don't know somebody somebody check check that out for us fact check <laughs> fact <laughs> check no but to answer your question um yeah i think you had said we both agreed on bolivia but in uh, group b you said ecuador and i said venezuela so they're literally a point apart and they just tie each other so it it it, it could still be uh it could still be venezuela did you see that game venezuela ecuador by any chance no, did you? dude?
1: Yeah, that thing was actually a great game back and forth. Chances left and right. Like it, it, it was a good game.
0: Yeah, I, I know a lot of times you get the better games from like the the bottom tier or middle tier teams that are like uh, are like equal versus when you have like, a, you know, but I see you play against Venezuela where, you know, Venezuela is going to sit back and park the bus. Right. So when you get those, like, even match teams, that's when you get a lot of the back and forth. That makes it uh, a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and Bolivia, obviously, when they came out versus Paraguay, they didn't play too well. But they played a heck of a game versus Chile, and Chile just happened to get the win. But um, I think Bolivia deserved yeah. that one. And same thing, Paraguay dominated Argentina yesterday in the second half.
0: Yeah, on baby.
1: Hey. Um, Speaking, though, the more impressive stat in the Copa América is they're averaging 980,000 viewers on Univision,
0: Durham. Durham. Do you know? Do you have the Euro numbers?
1: I don't. Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting to see um, how they compare. But I would think the, I would think the Copa America numbers would still be higher.
1: Well, the thing is, also because um, the Cop- the Euros are, are like on Univision's new TV app, Prende TV, or something like that. So, I mean, it's not on their everyday um channel which i think is dumb
0: yeah i get what you're saying um but what i wanted to say too is do you do you think um you know obviously messi's gonna have a lot of pressure like he always does but so far would you say that uh you know Neymar is kind of outperforming him or about Mm. the same?
1: Well, yeah, in the sense of, like, scoring more goals and playing more freely, yeah. I would say Neymar's having a better tournament so far. Um, Messi's obviously contributed in both games. Um, I think the only game he didn't really contribute much was yesterday's. Um, But I think Brazil's flying on all cylinders, and it looks like they have their, their Joga Bonito swagger a little bit back, you know, like, actually having fun and just playing the game.
0: Yeah, you can definitely see it, and obviously when the goals start coming going in, it's even better. Um, but hey really quick, uh, so they said the average so far is nine hundred and sixty thousand views for the year. Audio.
1: Yeah, interesting. On ESPN though, right? That's not total viewership.
0: Um, yeah, I think because yeah. yeah, for ESPN and ABC, it says seven hundred thousand views. Um, so I think the numbers are a little bit all over the place. But I think it's fair to say that it's about where the average is, uh, across the different platforms. But again, you're comparing that to, uh, Show like you mentioned.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the Copa America numbers on Fox sports. So we'll definitely have to take a look at that and give that to you guys on next week, uh, next week's episode. Um, kind of shifting gears, like David was mentioning in the euros, what's your kind of thoughts on just the whole euros in general and anything standing out for you?
0: um, Yeah, I don't think there was any, like, huge upsets. I know right now we're halfway through the final games, and we still have those third-place spots. So um, it'll be interesting to see see if those, you know, a lot of teams that are on four points or three points, if they make it through. Because I I think the interesting with the Euros is you're going to have a lot of teams in those spots where they either have three or four teams. So then it goes down to, like, different tiebreakers where somebody goes through... Uh, because, like, they had one extra yellow card or something, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fair play? What do they call it? Fair play rules? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see when you have those last uh, few teams because I believe uh, four go through, right? Uh, what do you mean four go through? Uh, the fourth-place spots.
1: No, the third-place spots, bro. The
0: group of four. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I meant the third-place spot. Four, yeah. four...
1: Oh, yeah. Four third-place spots go through, yeah. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see um, the team that's surprising me, and I've actually usually don't even like watching them, but it's been a joy to watch. Is Italy, dude? They're not playing their defensive style football anymore. Um, obviously, they're still solid in the back. They're still defending, and I thought that's amazing. They've got, they've literally conceded zero goals in three games, and they've won all three matches. First time in history that's happened in the Euros, and they're actually playing some good attacking style. So it's been fun to watch. And it's Wait,
0: is. Is you mean first time and first time for Italy that's happening in the Euro, No, in the Euros, no, the Euros not get
1: three games without getting scored on.
0: Oh, okay, you said one
1: oh well three games one and not getting scored on so um it's, it's definitely exciting to watch and i think uh, hopefully when they play a bigger team they're able to continue it obviously the shocker well not really a shocker spain's always out possessing everybody but they still can't score enough goals so they create many chances but they don't score um i know it sounds funny but spain would benefit from a player like chicharito dude just getting there and putting it in i'm being honest you uh, had to
0: say that. Huh? No, you, you just lost all credibility with our hands. Uh, let's be honest. Say, you just need a goal me. scorer. No, bro. No, I, get, I get what you said. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just messing with you. But look, really, dude, the, did you see the stats against Poland? No. Okay. So uh, I'm going to read the, the, the crazy one sided stats first. All right. So it was 77% possession to 23%. 708 passes to 217 passes. Um, The fouls are identical. And then uh, 12 shots to five. Five on target, two for Poland. um, And the game tied 1 1. And obviously Lewandowski scored for Poland. But dude, (laughs) 708 passes to
1: 217? Yeah. I mean, it shows you. It shows you. How to use it more effectively, um, freaking yeah! Spain, dude. I'm hoping they're able to pull it off, but they' I, I mean, really it's crazy. That they're they're sitting I've in never third been place. A big,
0: yeah, they are in third place. But I've never been a, a you know, I've never been a huge fan of, of Spain. Maybe when they had like Xavi and Iniesta, but I don't know. Like, I always got. I, I never liked teams that always are just passing the ball, um, just to pass the ball, not looking to. You know, to actually score.
1: Well, the thing is, they're creating chances. They just don't put them away. Like, they're literally creating them, but they're just not putting them away. So, I think they have one of the highest rate of created chances. They just can't score.
0: Yeah, that's why they need me. (laughs) Yeah, right, dude. Need you on the bench. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, other teams that are just rocking and rolling is you got Belgium. That's uh, nine points, too. So, they win all three games. Had some some scary moments there against um, Finland who I think they, they were like – there was a weird stat they threw up that they haven't lost to Belgium in, like, I don't know how long, like a super long time. It was really random, but uh, Belgium ended up beating them. Um, Netherlands, unfortunately, Frank De Boer is getting it done for now. I don't think it's really him. I think it's the players, kind of like with Atlanta United, nine points 2 um, We'll see then, if course, he gets it
1: done be... versus bigger teams, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. England's going mm-hmm. through to the next round. Um, they drew one game, so we'll get to see them. Um, Um, But, uh, you know, a big surprise, too, is, uh, you know, Wales and Gareth Bale going on to the next round.
1: I know. I know. It's definitely a surprise. Obviously, the the good one that came across is Denmark. That was a pretty good, fun um, last two games, you know, playing simultaneously, seeing what was happening. Um, So congrats to Denmark going through. The group of death is still alive and well coming down to the final games, dude. So it's going to be France against portugal tomorrow and uh germany against hungary and dude i mean everything's to play for in those games so it's gonna be a fun one
0: yeah yeah i mean imagine hungary goes through bro
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean they do they technically have a shot right
0: yeah i mean they have to win though so that's gonna be tough against germany
1: yeah they're
0: they're on one point um but yeah and then like you mentioned the uh the group with Denmark. I mean, they had so it was Belgium on nine, Denmark three points, Finland three points, Russia three points. So literally, Denmark went through solely on goal differential. So a it, 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 goal differential makes a difference in this in this kind of tournament tournament and format.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Just ask Guatemala.
0: Oh, dude, too uh, soon, too soon. Um,
1: but just real quick, covering with the Euros, what do you think about Cristiano Ronaldo making Coca Cola drop? significantly dude because of the moving cokes outside
0: uh dude <laughs> talk about power right um yeah it, it's funny for those of you that don't know uh, when i don't know those getting interviewed there was two cokes sitting in front of him and he moved it to the side and he said drink water so that like sent the like, shares of coke down the toilet um so it's it's pretty crazy i
1: don't know if you saw that video dude the 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 tiktok that was hilarious the pass the coke and uh dude yeah some good videos going around but it's kind of funny that everybody started doing something like it right like the the interviews after uh the russian coach opened up the coke and started drinking it (laughs) yeah what pogba moved the Heineken bottle um yeah there's just a bunch of uh different funny things going on because of that that was pretty funny um
0: yeah well quick to add in this was funny because dude come on man i'm from atlanta this is where coke's from bro so were
1: you were you angered
0: yeah i was like come You're on triggered. man well the funny thing is like you know with athletes and stuff like you know they tell him to not do stuff like that or else. So I don't know if he's going to get fined or anything, but there's rules, right? You've seen the You've seen the thing where, uh, when what is playing or something like all the, all the, um, the, the Gatorade, uh, label is like torn off. So it's just like a clear bottle. Cause oh, yeah. you know, so it's like, there's, there's rules for that. I'm sure he's not supposed to do that. So I, I wonder if, uh, I haven't seen anything, but I would assume there's some kind of fee involved with that because obviously they want to avoid things like, What's going on where Coke clearly paid a lot of money to have those two little Coke bottles sitting there.
1: I know, dude. It's crazy how much money they probably paid to put it there. When I've told people to drink water, nothing happens, dude.
0: <laughs> well, it's yeah, like, they're uh, like, well, we see, we see how uh, in great shape you are. So clearly we're going to take your advice. 100%
1: dude. Um, I have the poppy chulo look. <laughs> um, dude it's kind of like UFC in their monster water right it's just random water put into a monster bottle dude <laughs> no, no
0: kidding
1: <clears throat> that's, but, all,
0: that's all water though Dasani all that crap
1: except Arrowhead boom mm-hmm. they just dropped 5.5 5 million stocks
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but we're going to go into the, our favorite wrap up uh, moment of the week David give us a stud and dad.
0: I don't think I want to give the stud you do it
1: Okay. And oh, you want me to do a play-by-play, too?
0: <laughs> no, whatever. I'll do it. it. Goes,
1: oh, I was going to do it, but all right. Goes top oh, bands. Philadelphia Union, the equalizer at the end. What, about 20, 22 yards out?
0: Dude. I, I, it might a, be like 25.
1: Absolute banger, dude. A screamer. Like, literally, I talk crap about Brad Guzan all the time, but he had no chance at this. It was, t- like, top corner, Uro, literally. Uro like, the spanish announcer um what's his name el perro bermudez would say you know where the where the spiders rest and set their spider webs up puro angulo dude it was it was amazing um guzan had no chance it's kind of funny seeing guzan afterwards he thought the ball hadn't gone in and he tried to scramble to like take it out still um but yeah absolute banger probably one of the best goals we've seen
0: uh i mean it's i think it's gonna be a contender for mls goal of the year honestly i mean that's a beautiful goal i mean and it's, it's a typical thing that would happen to Atlanta United,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't you hate when, like, big-time plays like that, that you would actually love to watch over and over again happen to your team? <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, damn it, why could not this happen to somebody else?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm going to watch that goal and be like, dang, that thing's sick. But then you, every time you remind it pops up on your timeline, you probably just scroll through.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a beautiful goal. Um, obviously, Atlanta United was sitting deep. Um, because they were trying to preserve the, the lead. And, uh, I mean, he just he just hits a rocket from 25 yards out. Um, it reminded me of that one, that goal that Trinidad scored, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, to knock out of the World Cup. Uh, but either way, uh, great goal. Uh, Jacob Glesney, um, who is a defender, too, which is weird because I, I feel like the defenders are the ones that always hit those shots.
1: Yeah, because they just come up out of nowhere and no one's expecting them to just take a 30-yard yeah. run-up and, boom, put their laces to it.
0: Laces to it, right? And just, yeah, it just those shots are always, it's had so much power and, and dips. So it's, it's it, yeah, it's, just, it's a great goal. That's all you can say. Tap my, tip my hat to you, sir.
1: Oh, look at that. Uh, yeah. Atlanta yeah, United fan. I'm fairly sure that means a lot. He knows who you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he better, he better, dude. We got one of the largest podcasts in the world.
1: True that. True that. Um, we have
0: fans in France.
1: Ooh, shout out to the French listeners. We love you guys. Bonjour. um and the dud
0: um dud you hate to see you hate to see this happen Uh, i'm sure it it even hurts Obi more but the haiti goalkeeper uh jose duverger um man it's we've we've seen it before it's a pass back to the keeper um the ball is kind of running across him right in front of the goal and I believe he, he goes to kick it, but his opposite foot hits it first. Yeah, so
1: first he misses the ball, right, when he's trying to control it because oh, he yeah, looks right, up? You're right, you're right, And then the ball's rolling towards the goal, and when he runs to try to clear it, his plant foot kicks the ball out of the way, so he swings and misses, and it just goes in the goal.
0: Yeah, and, and, uh, and the sad thing is, it was, it was uh, obviously the, the second leg for World Cup qualifying against Canada. Granted, they still ended up losing by more goals, but... Um, I mean that's a that's a huge he, momentum shift. Here's for the sure. crazy
1: thing, you know he's Canadian born, right? Canadian born playing for Haiti, Ooh, so he did collusion. his country a favor, dude. Hey, I had, I had to rewatch that goal like twenty times. I was like, hey, did they sell this? Nah, it was too hard to make that sold.
0: Hey, you pan you pan to like the audience. There's a guy in a booth and he's just nodding his head like yes, yes.
1: yes. Just hey, just get signing a check.
0: <laughs> that Dwayne de rosario remember when he was scored the goal and he did the check sign because he wanted more money oh
1: yeah yeah i thought you're gonna talk about duane de rosario when he did that celebration you know how he did like that pterodactyl looking move
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: i think it was dope and he did
0: like he did like the, the robot thing too he had some good celebrations man
1: hey my favorite celebration is Aleko Escandarian when he when he's facing the red bulls and he drank the red bull and he threw it on the ground after he scored <laughs>
0: that one was fun yeah, uh, yeah, we need to bring back we need to bring back the the, the cool celebrations, man. I the, know. the the disrespectful ones.
1: I know. Hey, right, well, we better not become like the no fun league, the NFL, where you can't celebrate for anything.
0: Ooh, no fun league. I like that. I thought they brought it back though cuz now you don't get uh, uh a penalty anymore for nah, celebrating. Not as
1: much, but there's still a couple that they get um penalties for I on. want the
0: I want the Ocho Cinco River River Slam, bro. Oh, the Ocho Cinco. <laughs> what
1: about the TO when he was dancing on the star?
0: Oh, yeah, that was you, dude. Did that yeah. hurt your feelings?
1: It did. And then he came and played for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is kind of funny when it comes back. Yeah. Like when you talk, talk about a team and then you get like traded to them, you're like, oh, this is the best team in the world. I love it here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: Uh, 100%. Um, but, guys, thank you guys. Uh, this was a fun episode to do. I really enjoyed it. As always, we're going to keep bringing you content from the Copa America, Euros and MLS and the NWSL. Um, as always, reach out facebook twitter email um let us know what you guys think
0: like subscribe share um just get the conversation going um love you guys peace let's go hawks peace it's been real it's been fun but it hasn't been real fun thanks for tuning in be sure to check us out weekly as always if you have any questions Feel free to reach out via email or on any of our social media platforms. Bye. Have a good week.